You're listening to the Cairn 10 Podcast, where we bring our alumni back inside Cairn University in just 10 minutes. You may recall that on several occasions, we interviewed our plan giving officer, Keith Johnson, and I'm excited to tell you that he is about to launch through the university a new podcast called Advancement. Keith will provide advice on financial matters, interview a variety of people, and speak to various things that we hope will be of assistance to you as you work through any kind of financial question or matter that you have. So I suggest you subscribe to this podcast, and without further ado, here's a little preview. Welcome to Advancement, a podcast from Cairn University's Office of Advancement, helping you establish practical and godly wealth management habits in your life. Here's your host, certified financial planner and wealth strategist, Keith Johnson. Did you know that a recent poll showed that 58% of Americans would rather talk about politics than finances? Hi, my name is Keith Johnson. I serve as planned giving officer at Cairn University and also the Regency Foundation. Welcome to our first Wealth Planning Podcast. Each month, we'll be delivering some practical ideas on how to establish godly wealth management habits into your life. My hope is you'll discover some financial planning strategies based on God's Word that will prove valuable for you and your family. Before we get into today's topic, let me give you some background. For more than 20 years, my wife and I owned an investment advisory firm in Pennsylvania where we provided advice to clients throughout the region. In late 1999, we sold the firm to a bank. I then went to work for several major companies where I was responsible for training several thousand financial advisors around the country. Immediately prior to joining the staff at Cairn University, I worked for Charles Schwab and Company in Denver, Colorado, managing a private client team. Throughout my career, I have focused on wealth management issues that that most people face in their lifetime. I thought it appropriate to begin this podcast series with some income tax planning information. By now, you have likely heard that the president signed into law the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act of 2017. This new legislation revises many of the provisions in the law that we've lived with for the last 30 years. My purpose today is to highlight some of the more important things that will likely impact not only our alumni, but also parents of current students and friends of the university. So as we begin, it's, it's important to emphasize that this podcast is certainly not designed to offer tax advice, but simply provide some basic education. You should always seek advice from a qualified tax professional regarding your own personal situation. A major portion of the new tax law deals with corporate income taxes. So for our purposes today, I will skip over most of those changes, except to say that that corporate tax rate in the United States has been reduced from 35% to 21% starting in 2018. This has already had a significant impact on our economy, including jobs growth, wage increases, and a very positive stock market performance. In this podcast, I want to focus more on the provisions that touch us as individuals. The first major change is in the actual tax brackets themselves. As of January 1st of 2018, most tax brackets have been reduced by several percentage points or more. This is going to result in tax savings for almost all Americans. 
As an example, the 15% tax bracket has now been reduced to 12%. The old 25% bracket is now 22 and the 28% is now 24%. So this means that people will pay less income taxes this year. In fact, you will likely see an increase in your take-home pay in the next month or two as companies begin to get the new tax withholding tables applied to their payroll systems. Another big area of change is in the standard deduction. The standard deduction has almost doubled. If you're married and filing jointly, the standard deduction will now be $24,000. For single filers, it's $12,000. This expanded deduction simplifies tax filings for many families. In fact, it's estimated that 9 out of 10 taxpayers will simply claim the new standard deduction and will no longer need to itemize their tax return. This change also means that people who are in low-income tax brackets or low-income earners will pay no income tax at all. The third major area of change is in the child tax credit. The child tax credit for 2018 is doubled from 2017, so it went from $1,000 to now $2,000 per child. The new larger credit will not begin to phase out for married filers until they reach incomes of more than $400,000. This is a substantial increase from $110,000 under the current law. It's important to note that this replaces the personal exemptions that we used to receive in the past. But for any family in the 25% tax bracket or lower, this is a decrease in your taxes for those who have children. And hey, it's not too late to add another child or two to your family, maybe even this year. And that would get you some extra tax credit. Hey, that also gives Cairn University another potential student in the future. Well, <laughs> I digressed. Another area is the state and local tax deduction. Now, this is an issue that was in the press a lot in recent months. Taxpayers who itemize will be able to deduct up to $10,000 of both state and local property taxes, income taxes, or sales tax. There was a hot debate in Congress over this issue as representatives from those higher income tax states such as New York and New Jersey wanted their residents to be able to deduct those taxes on their return. Well, Congress came to a compromise by allowing $10,000 to be deducted. You know, in the future, it's possible that Congress just might eliminate all state and local tax deductions, and I wouldn't be surprised if they eliminated tax-free interest on municipal bonds as well. So stay tuned. That may change. The other area that we want to talk about is mortgage interest deduction. Uh, the interest paid on your mortgage is up to $750,000 is now deductible if it's your primary residence. Uh, that's been lowered from a million dollars. So in 2017, you could write off up the interest on a million dollar mortgage. That's been reduced to, to 750000 Now, it's important to note that that new law no longer allows one to deduct interest on a second home. Um, so you want to be careful if you have a second property. Charitable deduction is another area that was a big concern to most charitable organizations and churches. That charitable deduction, however, has actually been expanded for those who itemize the returns. In 2017, you could take a deduction for up to 50% 
of your income. Well, in 2018, that goes to 60%. So that means that if you are a wealthy uh, individual, and let's say you made income of 100000 this year, and you wanted to give away $60,000 to charity, that full $60,000 would be deductible for this year. So that's a substantial increase uh, for those who are significant givers. I know some critics thought that charitable giving would go down, but you know our experience tells us that people who give, especially to Christian organizations, are giving out of a motive that goes way beyond tax deductions. They give because they have a heart for giving. Another area that I think is important is the IRA charitable rollover. That, that deduction or exemption has been retained. So what that means is if you're 70 and a half, you can literally give your IRA to a charitable organization such as Cairn University, and you will avoid all the tax on it. Another option is to give your required minimum distributions each year to the university, and you will avoid all the taxes on those distributions. You might find it interesting that the charitable deduction is denied for payments made in exchange for seats at a college sporting event. So uh, those of you who are buying those seats and taking a deduction for it, that's gone. Another area is the other general itemized deduction. It's going to be really important to be careful in this area because many of the items that were previously deductible are, are not any longer. So you're going to, you, you need to take a look at the tax law and get some professional help here. I will say that itemized deductions and exclusions for medical expenses and even teacher spending uh, have been retained. Um, but there are other things that have been changed. Um, I will tell you that the original House-passed version of the bill eliminated all deductions, but there again was a compromise, and the final bill signed into law retained many of those uh, deductions. Another large area for many families uh, that we work with are student and family benefits. For example, 529 college savings accounts. These have actually been expanded under the new law. So parents now are allowed to save funds in a 529 plan for even K through 12 education and homeschooling expenses. So this means that you can begin to save when you have a very small child, putting away money that could be used in K through 12 and even homeschooling. So this is a real expansion and it allows you to pay for education options outside of the public school system. I think this gives families much more uh, educational choices. Now, when it comes to student loans, the good news is student loan interest will still be deductible. That's, that's been retained, that deduction. The American Opportunity Tax Credit has also been retained, as well as the Lifetime Learning Credit has been retained. So these are areas where those of you who are paying for college uh, educations, this is good news. Well, the last area that I wanted to just touch on briefly is death taxes. Unfortunately, death taxes remain. Um, you get to pay taxes for the privilege of dying. Um, this, there is a, an exclusion from estate taxes uh, for uh, most people, I would say. 
because the exclusion has been increased from 5.6 million to 11.2 million per person. So that means that a family who is wealthy, who uh, does proper estate planning, can literally shelter 22.4 million from estate tax. So that's a substantial decrease in the number of people who will be subject to estate uh, taxes. But just remember that this has nothing to do with state inheritance taxes, so you need to be careful about that. Uh, There are many states, including Pennsylvania, uh, that still tax you on that privilege of dying. There is a gift exclusion as well. The annual gift exclusion is $15,000 per person this year. So you can gift that up to that amount to your children and grandchildren, and that will help to reduce your estate and, and avoid uh, taxes, as well as even state inheritance taxes. So I know we've covered a lot of topics quickly, but at Cairn University and the Regency Foundation, we really want to be a valuable resource of information and ideas that you can use in a practical way. So to that end, I'm pleased to announce that we are offering one hour of financial planning consultation at no charge to you. If you'd like to take advantage of that benefit, or if you have any questions for me, feel free to contact me by email and my email address is kjohnson at cairn.edu. That's kjohnson at cairn.edu. Thank you for listening today, and I look forward to speaking to you again next month for our podcast. Thank you.